0: Welcome is indisputable. Good to be with you. We have a lot of show today. All right, breaking down news of the day. We have Kyla Frank from unpack national student organization manager should be a great breakdown. Also, my debate segment, the bullpen. My dear friend who is politically misguided, Mr. Shelley Winter, host of word on the street, 95.5 FM WSB. We're gonna talk about no knock warrants. And for some reason he believes that Joe Biden is actually giving people crack pipes. Okay, top news story of the day. I told you this would happen eventually, elected officials are now openly saying yes, I say the n-word. A particular elected official admitted that he calls his neighbor the n-word. He's an elected official out of Tennessee. He said, and I quote, I called him the N word, ain't going to lie. Tennessee alderman admits it. Let's put up a screenshot of this particular elected official out of Tennessee. Yeah, there he is. Now let me ask you this, does he look like the kind of guy who will call his neighbor the N word? I'll let you ponder on that. Thomas Dillard is his name, an alderman serving the city of Portland. In Tennessee is facing calls to resign after he admitted to police that he hurled racist abuse at his black neighbor while the two were having an argument. Thomas Dillard is elected. Local news station WSMV reports that Dillard made the admission after police responded to reports of an angry dispute between the elected official and his neighbor over dogs that reside in the area. He said, I called him the n-word, I ain't going to lie. It might not be good to say with these cameras, but I'm ready to get this over with man. To get what over with? Okay, Portland City Attorney tells WSMV that the city cannot yet release the full police video. Because it is part of an ongoing criminal investigation. Now, as soon as that video is released, naturally, we will bring it to you here on Indisputable. Dillard is facing calls from the local chapter NAACP to resign. According to a statement released, it says, and I quote, bigotry and the inability to settle disputes in a civil manner are not personal traits." That should be espoused by any official elected to serve the public, said Reverend Thomas statton that's president of the county branch NAACP. It is unfortunate Alderman Dillard's actions reflect poorly upon himself, the city of Portland and the board of aldermen, of which he is presently a member. Hopefully the board of aldermen can rectify this, his current status. Okay, so here's the reality, okay, because some people will say, well, You know, Doc, this was a personal situation, it got out of hand. He used a racial slur, he admitted to it, he's not governing in that moment. Here's the reality of why that doesn't fit here. There's no way for you to govern appropriately and effectively if you are in fact internally racist. Your aggressive bias, hyper aggressive bias, your implicit bias, all of it will become part of your policy making decision that is the reason why he should no longer serve in public office. Literally black people who are members of that community. White people who are not racist have to pay his salary. That's unfair to the citizens of that local community because you are now making them fund individuals who are for their own oppression. Don't make me finance my oppression. Kyla, what are your thoughts here?
1: I totally agree what you said before. He uses this word regularly with um, his friends, his family, yeah. and probably his colleagues. Um, the fact that he's expecting this to um, get ready to get over with it, that just shows that his colleagues, he heard this in his office before, and it goes into the continuum continual and growing threat that we're seeing in local and state legislators. Racist people crafting racist laws and continuing continuing to uphold a system that shields racism and it's really disappointing to see. I definitely hope that they hold him accountable and fire him because like you said before, we do not need more racist people constructing the laws that impact black and brown people of color.
0: You see in order for a wound to heal and I completely concur with what you just said. In order for a wound to heal, you must expose it. You cannot heal a wound that is isolated and covered. It must be exposed, you have to put disinfectant, you have to operate on that wound. And until we know who you are truly, we are unable, we have no ability truly to actually remove the cancer that exists, we have to first identify it. So I'm 100% for what's happening here, the exposure, the NAACP calling for him to resign based on the rules of the Alderman board. There may be a way for them to remove him as well. We will see what happens. Campus police, they see a black kid in an argument, not a fight, and they decide to become physically violent. Here's the video.
2: Stop this! That's please. my girlfriend. Stop! Get Stop off of it. him, Get off of Stop him. It, you're on video. You are please, on video. Please, you're punching me. You're Stop hurting him. Stop it. You are hurting him. You are hurting me. You get off of him. You're on video. We here now, please. Please. You are on video. Nicole. I'm done. So I can't do anything. He's please, no, No, please. get you're hurting him. God. You're hurting him. Stop. Can you Stop take me. your me. elbow off? His it takes one. You've thing. been disrespectful this, this whole Take time. Take your girl. elbow off his Please neck. Please get off Take me again, ma'am. I told you not Huh? Touch, touch me, me again in danger. and I will taste you. Stop. You'll no. tease me. What am I doing to you? Stop, I have this man. on video. I'm trying to get your elbow off my boyfriend's neck. You're fighting me. You're choking Stop. me. You're choking him. You're choking me. Yo, yo, yo! I swear to God. Get your elbow off his neck. Get your elbow the help, he's on his neck, please help. This officer won't get off his neck, he's taking it too far.
0: The officer that you see, we have identified that officer. The student is a student at Purdue University. We have identified the student who was a victim of assault here. Let me give you some background to this insanity. The man you hear begging for this officer to stop assaulting him because he has done nothing illegal is Adonis Tuggle. Mr. Tuggle is a student at Purdue. The incident took place last Friday, all right? It was not uploaded until the 9th of this month. Purdue University police officer, his name is Joe Selke, badge number 91. He was, according to the report, Responding to a call of suspected assault on a woman in progress. That was never true. That was never accurate. That cop has now been placed on leave and will remain on leave until further notice according to an announcement Thursday night. Due to death threats and the department have received, according to them. Adonis Tuggle, 24 years of age, identified himself as the man in the video on Instagram. He wanted the world to know this is me, this happened to me, and I'm a victim of police. Brutality, the woman recording was his girlfriend, Nicole. The pic, let's put the picture back up, this is him and his mother. This is not his girlfriend, but this is him and his mother, okay? The Purdue University Police Department told TMZ Togo was arrested for resisting law enforcement, that's what he was arrested for. He was not arrested for assault. Why are you resisting law enforcement if there's no crime? He was trying to survive, he was afraid, he was in fear of his life, truly. No crime was committed, and so the cop decided to take him away for resisting arrest when there was no cause for arrest in the first place, right? Now, Mr. Tuggle actually went on social media, on Snapchat to be precise, and this is what he said, let's put it up. He said last week, Friday night on campus, I had the Purdue police called on me while I was having an argument with my girlfriend. Arguments happened. Officer John Selkie arrived on the scene and was completely out of pocket toward me. Probably for being black without even talking to me. This man punched multiple times, elbowed me in the face, smothered my face in the snow and even was choking me multiple times and not once stopped and i was just informed that internal investigation felt the officer did no wrong completely left off the hook he continued you literally have video evidence both on my end and the body cam footage of the officer with me screaming you're choking me and i did nothing to give reason for him to attack me and still this man Gets to keep his job and go about his day like nothing happened, all right? So the university has a response to all of this. Now I want to remind you, the police were called according to the report. When the police realized, okay, this man is not assaulting anyone. There is nobody in danger. Why did this officer not stop his assault on the student at Purdue? No, instead he decided to then threaten the alleged victim by saying if you don't stop, I'm going to tase you. Do you think this cop is interested in de-escalation and resolution and remedy? It gets deeper. According to WRTV, the Purdue University Police Department has launched an eternal investigation into the arrest of a man Friday night following a third party report stating, it appeared a woman was being held against her will. That never happened, once again, a lie. In a statement Wednesday, John Crox, who is the chief of the University Police Department, said an officer responded to an urgent call from a third party who followed the campus to see something, say something guidance. Video from the officer's body cameras have not been released at this time. In the statement, Cox said, once the internal review is complete, the video and all findings and all evidence will be released. All right, there's a statement. The official statement from the police chief says, and I quote, anytime PUPD officer uses force in connection with an arrest, the department conducts an internal review. PUPD commenced that review immediately upon receiving the officer's report on Friday night. That investigation will include input from all witnesses to the arrest and take into account all available evidence, including video from officers body worn cameras and statements from the students involved. It is also interesting to note, it is unclear when the investigation may be complete. Purdue President Mitch Daniels released a statement as well. Here's a portion of that statement. The inquiry into the police officers handling of the situation will be swift and thorough. As an additional step following the internal review, The Indiana State Police will immediately commence an independent review of the PUPD investigation and video evidence. Should there be a finding of misconduct by the officer, appropriate action will be taken promptly. The university is offering resources for students who were involved and or adversely affected by this on campus police brutality. Now here's the reality, all right? I know you have seen it too. This cop looks a whole lot like Hitler. Here it is. I'm keeping it 100. Now that's an intentional look. Okay, all right, Kyla what are your thoughts on this?
1: Honestly, I am so sick of these so called internal investigations, especially Mm. when we know that this type of behavior is not only overlooked, but encouraged by the very leaders, decision makers in these institutions. This is what they are trained to do. Black students, black people, students of color, they will continue to be victimized at this school unless the administration takes a hard look at the police department that they partner with and take the necessary actions to hold them accountable. And that's not just letting them Perform their own investigation. We've seen time and time again that all they do is let those cops get off the hook. And so it's very disappointing to see that um, this young man was victimized in the way that he was. But again, it's going to continue to happen unless the school actually takes a deep and hard look at the police department and their role on their campus and changes something.
0: Yeah, very well said. All right, there's a racist guy. He goes to a McDonald's, he gets into a back and forth and what does he do? He ends up shooting at the employees at McDonald's, all right? Charles Connors, Memphis police have arrested this man after he allegedly shot at a McDonald's employee at the drive through window. Police said it happened on October 11th. The McDonald's is located near White Station. Let's put up a picture of the McDonald's. Now, I'm going to give you some background as to what happened. Um, The manager said, and I quote If I would have been over one inch, just a centimeter, an inch, a centimeter, that would have been the back of my head. I see flashes of it every time. According to court documents, the incident began when Charles Connor, 61 years of age, Became upset about his food order. An employee asked him to wait, but he pulled up to the first window and ordered. She cashed him out and she came and told me, this man just cussed me out, the manager recalled. Mean said Connor showed up during an event uh, during an evening shift change, and she talked to him at the next window. All right. I asked him, this is a quote, I asked him how he was doing, and the next thing you know, I was like, I was just informed that you just disrespected mm-hmm. you know, one of my young ladies, and she's just a young lady, she's just a girl. That's what the manager said, that's what Tarika Means said, all right? The employee told police that when Connors paid for his food, he used a racial slur towards her. Means said Connors demanded a refund. She issued him the refund but said he began cursing and yelling racial slurs. Means told him to have a good night and close the window, that's proper. He was still being respectful. The manager said have a good night, close the window. But what was the response? And then and when I closed the window and took two steps, that's when I felt the fire come across my neck. Literally the bullet was so close that the manager felt the heat of the bullet go past her neck. He then pulled out a handgun, shot to the establishment, fled the scene. Investigators identified Connors as the suspect on December 24th after they received his information from where the credit card he used moments before the shooting. Police located Conyers on the 8th of this month in East Memphis, just a couple of blocks away from where the incident happened. He is being charged with aggravated assault two counts of criminal attempt to commit a felony and two counts of possession of a firearm. Now let me be very clear here because we've seen this happen routinely. Why is he not charged with attempted murder? Why is he not charged with the attempt to destroy, to eradicate the life of another human being? We have seen this routinely, okay? While she wasn't physically hurt, the incident has left me shaken. She said she feels somewhat relieved that he's now facing charges. Means it's now asking people to be patient with employees. Another thing that's important to highlight: those of our brothers and sisters who work in service-related industries. Okay, they have to take the they have to take the full pressure of everyone's debate and argument and rudeness and criticism. We have to be patient with those who work in our service industries. Obviously, what happened here was completely criminal. Now, there's a racial catalyst behind this, but there's also a systemic problem. Why do we not see the charges of attempted murder when things like this happen, where there's a white racist individual who tries to kill someone black and the most you get in the charge is an aggravated assault charge, okay? All right. Kyla, what are your thoughts on this story?
1: First and foremost, America is truly the country of burgers, guns, and unfettered entitlements. It's terrible that those women had to be subjugated to that level of harassment and racism um, when they're trying to do their jobs. And just the levels of entitlement and bias against service workers in this country is truly baffling. And it scares me that people could lose their lives over something as simple as trying to order some food. Um, Yeah, he definitely needs to check. I, I want the full force of the system to go against him. And I agree that those charges need to be upped more. He needs to be charged with attempted murder because again, he literally could have taken her life in that instant.
0: Absolutely concur. All right. We got more on the other side, is Indisputable stick and stay. Yep, welcome back. Okay, we got a lot of show left. Uh, Let me read some of these amazing comments. Before I get to the comments, let me remind everyone about what you have done, okay? According to HEG, Hicks Evaluation Group, Indisputable is the fastest growing uh, news show in America, all right? In America, that's because of you. Uh, TYT's Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Richard named America's fastest growing television news show. Um, We beat CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News and others um, to earn that distinction. So the evaluation studied months of data from television news network streaming on linear, which includes Comcast, Xfinity X1, Xfinity Flex, Samsung TV+, Plus, Zumo TV, Roku, Pluto, and YouTube TV, online, social media, and via podcasting. All right, so I'm very thankful, very thankful because that honor belongs to every single one of you who have supported this program from day one, all right? Also, don't forget the big homie, JR Jackson, the watch list, that's every day. Every day, live weekdays, 12 p.m., Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. This is a 10 week test series on TYT. So here's how you support. Make sure you subscribe to youtube.com forward slash watchlist TYT and facebook.com forward slash watchlist TYT and make sure you always tune in for the live show. Um, 20th, TYT 20th bonus episode for 20 years now, audiences have been responding to TYT's uniquely honest, consistent and authentic commentary and analysis. Our efforts to boldly pursue truth, challenge the establishment and drive positive change. Thank you for coming along on the journey and here's to 20 more years and then some. So I want you to celebrate with the whole team. We got Jank, Anna, John, JR on Monday for a special bonus episode that's available to everyone. Tune in right after the Young Turks as we usher in TYT's 20th freaking anniversary. Isn't that huge? Amazing. All right, let me read some of these comments. Um, Seahorse Dragon, thank you Seahorse Dragon. Uh, Seahorse Dragon says, I was born, raised, worked and retired in a white bubble. I am being educated by your show. Thank you for what you do. I am now beginning to challenge family and friends on racist language and ideas. Boom. That's how transformation happens. It doesn't happen from the top. It literally happens from the grassroots. It happens from direct engagement and direct conversation. Got to be open and you got to be bold. Good for you. Woolsey 1967, tell me you use the n-word without telling me you use the n-word. Susan B, look at that Hitler replica. Yep, I love synonyms and anonym says, and anonym says, I remember a cop doing that to a little black girl when she was at a swimming party, I remember that too. Uh, Yeet Dragon says that's the picture he takes to his barbershop to say, I want this look, talking about the cop that looks like Hitler. Prince of Judah 79, trying to kill people over fast food. And you know that's what it looks like, right? But he's really trying to kill people because he hates them. Because he is racist, his hate is clinical. Uh, That's the real catalyst behind it. All right, uh, campus police. Mike Boy rap said, this MF looks like Hitler. Yep, I concur. All right. Robo Blake, do you have to actually uh, get shot before it's attempted murder? No, you don't. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
2: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a yeah, Sunday. you feel free.
1: that's all. I'm to tell like, them an African
2: American man threatening my life. Melanie Lewis, West Bradford, it's a point of education constitutional law 1964 New York. Times versus Sullivan, debate on public issues may well include vehement caustic and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. My right to critique you right now is constitutionally protected and you will not interrupt me. Uh, to let you know, uh, to let the public know, and anyone that is within my voice, uh, before the meeting, um, there were board members that were served. A petition for removal for multiple violations of our state constitution, federal con- constitution, and school board codes. There was also violence that was caught on tape from the administration, the district building employees against one of the parents. So that's gonna hit the national, um, the National Circuit route, so just a little something for you. The administration and school board members, including the superintendent, are child abusing, pornographic loving, pedophilia endorsing evil animals. I told you I would come here publicly and tell you that, here we are. And I'm telling you this because you deserve to be publicly shamed and humiliated for abusing children.
0: Okay, um, so this woman says it, you know, her, her rhetoric is going to hit the National Circuit, right? Well, I'm going to help her. Okay, I got more video. This particular Karen is at a school board meeting. This is in Pennsylvania. During the school board meeting that took place, this Karen has also more this more to say. Here it is.
2: Excuse me, Director Girthy. If you turn around while I'm talking to you. One second, She's two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, five seconds. You're I'm going to keep my time while someone's being disrespectful, turning their two, back you're to me. are going get two minutes, This is Ms. my Lewis. constitutionally protected time. You will be quiet. And let me ask you this: Who are you without COVID? Who are you? You're nobody. You need these kids' masks because it's a hit to your ego, and you get yeah, off on look, it. Look, I would like to, for you to take a moment. What to kind stop of time? And you can uh, compose yourself, and we can stop your time, and then you can begin again. Stop choking our children. Period. It is abuse when you want to put a mask over a child's face and limit their breathing. It is abuse. You find another
1: way. To
0: Now listen, the rules are actually quite simple. There's more video, by the way, the rules are quite simple. You got two minutes, say what you want to say, you cannot insult anybody, go. That's it, I mean, turn around when I'm talking to you. Do you know who I am? I'm Karen from West Bradford, here's more. Thank you, Ms. Lewis. Thank you, Ms. Lewis. Your two
2: minutes are up, Mr. Hubbard. There's now a disturbance. Please, officer. Thank you.
0: Her name is Melanie Lewis. Those cops were scared to touch her, showing once again that the Karenicity in this one runs deep. So does the realization of her privilege. School board members are getting a lot of this across the country. My dear sister, what are your thoughts here?
1: You can tell that this woman has breezed through her life with no one ever holding her accountable for the things that she says and the things that she does. She's insulting them. She's demanding respect, even though she's throwing insults and hurls at them. And she has um, the the part where she was like, you need masks. No, you need these meetings to get your five seconds of fame, honey. <laughs> and so and so, like you said before, she may have not made it to national news, but she's on indisputable today. And I'm so happy to give her the attention that she's desperately claiming. So yes. that we can hold her feet to the fire. That's right. The ridiculous. Stupidity that she's spouting right now. And yeah, I, I definitely got major secondhand
0: embarrassment from watching that clip. She <laughs> she, she needs Since to be taken. Secondhand embarrassment. Away. I like I'm gonna use that. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean listen, I don't want to stand in the way of anyone's dream. She said she wanted this on the national circuit, and I'm here to be a servant. Okay. So we're gonna make sure this happens for her. We're gonna put this out on YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh hey, we may even put it on our Twitter page, you know? <laughs> All right anti karens unite! You're screaming at employees at Walmart. Get out of here. Not Yes, it is. No, it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass. You do
1: You're not next. Yes, sir.
2: You've been rude to her. She has been to take shut, been shut she you rude to What No, that's no not right. Right. She has he Yeah, yeah, he is. She can't you refuse service? Yeah, just refuse service, paying. refuse service, you don't deserve it, no, you don't deserve service, it. Oh yeah, yeah, cancel you, cancel you. get out of here dude, Holy crap. no, don't take his order. That's what he's teaching his son.
1: Take two, pull, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. run two, yeah. two. run right He was doing her
2: yeah. job, you. you. you're a bad example no, for you you your son, dude.
0: There's more video, be like the customers, don't be like the manager who did not have the back of his employee. Here's more.
2: Here you you all talk sitting over here, do not yeah. sir. Oh,
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I don't need nothing at all
0: you see, anti-Karens are around us, thankfully, they are there. You never know when they may strike. Now, let me give you some background to this. The incident took place on Sunday, February 6th, and was uploaded by TikToker, Philly. So hostile, Philly and the other customers defended the employee. A McDonald's worker was berated. This is some of the reporting by so-called male Karen. At a busy McDonald's, and another customer stood up for her in a viral TikTok. But in the end, the manager stepped in to help the male Karen, sparking criticism from viewers. Now, let's be very clear here. There's a black woman who is being verbally assaulted by a customer. The other customers are aware that this has happened. She walks away, manager comes in as if somehow the worker did something wrong. Why do you think he's responding in this way? And then the customers have to step up and say, no, Mr. Manager. Your employee is right. What she's telling you is correct. And the white man in front of you is lying. The white male in front of you is the aggressor. Can you simply refuse him service so we can move on with our day? But that's not what happened. And if you look closely in the video, Even the male Karen's son tries to get his dad to stop. And look at the example he's setting. Look at the example he's setting for his family. All right, these are anti-Karens absolutely united. That's why they get highlighted and much respect for me. Kind of thoughts here.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely um, feel so sad for that little kid having to have Karen for a father. And I'm really just grateful for everyone who stood up for that woman who's working and getting that level of disrespect. Our service workers are not being paid enough to deal Mm, with this level
0: of disrespect,
1: the stress and on top of not being supported by management. And then people wonder why people are not taking these jobs. Because there is no respect, there is no money. And it's even more disappointing seeing all these stories because I know that the majority of people who hold minimum wage jobs are black women and women of color. And so if we are to are standing in this nation and saying that we want to support these women, Black women, women of color. Then the first step we need to do is make sure that those workers are protected, that they're having a meaningful wage, that they aren't being subjugated to like the level of caring that that man showed and displayed at that store.
0: You know, I appreciate the way you put that. During COVID, we really, we really realized how much we depend on those that work in service industries, those that you know cook our food, prepare our meals, etc. Those that work the front line and transportation and and medical and health. and we call them essential workers, but we refuse to give them essential pay. And until that's corrected, we will continue to have a status disconnect because there are people like this Mel Karen who will believe that he can simply talk to people any way he chooses because of how he looks at service workers. all right Well we're here to expose them because a mirror does two things. It provides a reflection, but it also provides an opportunity for correction. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. I will read as many as I can, okay? I know I can't get all of them. YouTube super chat, Linda M, Karen pretending to understand local, state and federal laws, (laughs) right, yeah. Rose Rosie that manages weak sauce. Yeah. Stoneflower dragon, note the now hiring sign. Yeah. Dissident PM Karen's Law. As the level of ignorance increases, so does the smug condescending attitude. Yeah, and it's amazing. <laughs> you know, these cameras will basically say, Respect me as I'm disrespecting you, you know all right, you know, school teachers really need to stop this. I mean that. There's a white female school teacher who said to a black male student, "Take your cotton picking hands off my stuff." I got the video and the defense of the teacher. Here it is. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. did
2: you say?
0: over here. Wait, wait, wait. Come on,
2: go over here. Ms. Landis, what did you say? Get your
0: time to take your hands off of this. That kind of comment
2: was, was a very common comment,
0: and
2: it's a very innocent comment. hold on, can you stop interrupting me? I
1: can't.
2: So, it's not meant. It's not meant to be offensive in any way. And you know what, in listening to what you're, what the grumbling and what you're saying to
1: me, I can understand now why it might be.
0: But it wasn't meant to hurt people's feelings. Will you stop interrupting me while I'm explaining why what I said when I said it wasn't as racist as I thought it was when I said it? Okay, let me give some background to this. First of all, let me, let me highlight. Yes, cotton picking is a racist term. You can go to writingexplain.org. They give you insight to these things. The term cotton picker or cotton picking, however, is a 19th century racist term. Um, popularized obviously during that time. This uh, school teacher should have been well aware of that. So students at Farmington High School left the building Thursday, February 10th. After a female substitute teacher used the phrase cotton picking to describe a black male student. According to district administration, the substitute was immediately removed from the building and will not work in the district again. Now let me pause on this point. I'm glad to hear this because their actions were swift. Their actions show that they are in support of the student body. The student body did protest. Black and white and brown all protested together. They stood in solidarity against this rhetoric from the teacher and her failed attempt at an explanation. According to district administration, the substitute was immediately removed from the building and will not work in the district again. Superintendent Chris Delgado said the student touched something on the substitute's desk and was then told to get his cotton picking hands off the desk. The student reported this to the building administrators who then removed the substitute from the property. Okay. Superintendent said, and I quote I really want to commend the student who was the victim of this. The student who was the victim of this. He and another student reported this to a trusted adult. The fact that the students knew a trusted adult and school official would handle this says a lot about the efforts to make relationships with kids. I cannot tell you how many times I've reported on incidents of racism inside of schools where the administration would not support the children, where teachers would not support the children. As a matter of fact, they would threaten to suspend the children. Nobody was even placed on leave if it came from an administrator or member of the teaching faculty. This school did it right. They did it right. They immediately advocated for the student. They immediately took action against the substitute teacher. And they immediately released a statement in support of the bravery of these students for coming forward to a trusted adult. But where does that come from? That comes from culture. I guarantee you this superintendent is a great leader. I guarantee you that principal is a great leader. I guarantee you they have a culture where there is trust, between the adult authorities and the students present. According to the superintendent, the substitute had worked in the district before. He said it's difficult to screen someone's prejudices before they enter a job. We screen and we background check as much as possible and we can fingerprint for criminal instances, Delgado said. What we can't do is screen what's in the hearts and minds of people. Let's be, let's just be clear. If anyone harbors those kind of racist sentiments, Do not apply to Farmington Public Schools. That's what the I'm talking about. Finally, a superintendent says it the way it should be said. Kyla, thoughts here.
1: First and foremost, I'm extremely proud of those young students and people uh-huh. who organized and advocated for themselves because they understand and are not accepting that type of behavior in their spaces. And I'm really glad that the superintendent in the school made swift action to to hold that woman accountable and those actions accountable to show that this is not acceptable in our schools. And I just think that woman is completely pathetic. I really don't like the plea to ignorance that the lady was putting on. It is her responsibility as an educator, as a teacher, as a public servant to educate herself and come correct when you are quite literally teaching the next generation and the next minds who are leading this country. And so it's, it's sad to see that we are still experiencing things, those things like that in this time. But I, I think it shouldn't be surprising that the school supported the students and made swift action. Those stories shouldn't be a surprise. Those should be the standard of how schools support and educate and help their students.
0: That's completely right. And I will say this because I know people will push back and say, Doc, you know, her bias seems to be out of ignorance. Well, maybe. I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, I believe she's well aware that that can be a mm-hmm. racialized term. Uh, but even in her explanation, her attitude was horrible to the students, even when she tried to explain it. But let's be very clear, implicit bias or hyper aggressive bias, it has the same impact on children. She has to go, there are certain things you need to know by the time you reach that level in your professional career. And if you do not know them, you do not need to experiment on our children, get the hell up out of here, okay? <laughs> Superintendent had it right. There was a Zoom meeting with firefighters, Zoom meeting ends, right? It's a virtual meeting, Zoom meeting ends. They think the mic is off and they continue their regular conversations. Well, guess what was exposed? They are racist as hell. That's what was exposed. Let me give you the background, put up the picture of the fire station, okay? Philadelphia area fire station has been temporarily shut down after members were caught on a hot mic using racial slurs, even mocking an eight year old black girl who was fatally shot by police last year. The firefighters are from Briarcliff Fire Company Station 75 Delaware County. Thought their conversation following a virtual meeting was private. They didn't know they were being recorded. They were just being their regular selves. The original call was to discuss the consolidation consolidation of services between the Briarcliff Goodwill and Darby Fire Departments, all right? These are multiple agencies. ABC Channel 6 reports, when county and state officials got off the call, members of the Briarcliff Fire Department allegedly stayed on and engaged in a discussion that included racial slurs. And disparaging remarks about African Americans in the area. The Briarcliff firefighters reportedly did not realize that their colleagues from the Goodwill station were still on the line. Guess what the people at the Goodwill station did? They started to record the call, good for them, good for them. In the transcript, here's what was said, we got the transcript, we don't have the recording yet, not yet. Here's what was said, a bunch of F and N words down there one Broadcliffe firefighter can be heard saying in reference to the all black Darby Township Fire Company. The Broadcliffe firefighters also called Darby's chief a racial slur and a piece of ish complained about black firefighters being lazy and discussed there being too many African Americans living in the area. That's the effing problem. One Broadcliffe firefighter said blacks are taking over ish. Yeah, and then they went on to mock the young eight year old girl that we have covered who was killed, was killed, was an innocent victim of a police shootout, was killed. Okay, let's put up her picture. They started talking about this young lady, all right? Her name is Fanta Bility. You know this story well, we've covered it extensively. What did they say on this recording? Fanta soda, yeah, orange, a Fanta grape. One Briarcliff firefighter reportedly said on the call while chuckling, the Philadelphia Inquirer reports that Darby Township commissioners who shut down the fire station on Wednesday have asked the Delaware County DA's office to investigate the call for possible criminal charges. They have tried to scrub everybody's name from websites. They have tried to protect these individuals by not allowing a public profile to be found on them. So I told you what we do when they play games like that, okay? I'm gonna give you the picture of the Fire marshal was he involved directly? Nope. But until we know the individuals who actually were involved, this is the picture that will be the face of this story. Here it is. His name is Larry Oliver. He's listed as the current fire marshal. Larry, you're on the website. They didn't scrub you. Deal with it. Kyla, what are your thoughts?
1: I hope they rain hellfire on those men. They do not deserve peace in this life or the next. (laughs) It should make anyone outraged and scared because these are the people who the public have trusted with our lives. And they have shown that they won't do um, everything in their power to protect our lives. And the real reflection of this moment will lie in the hands of the department and the city officials who should be making an example of this behavior, To set a standard. That this is not only unacceptable, but these are punishable offenses. And the fact that I'm already disappointed to see that they have been scrubbing their names and trying to protect these men. No, let them face the public backlash and the outcry because they deserve that. Especially when they are taunting not only the name of an eight year old child who lost her life, but the very men who stand beside them to protect the public. Yeah, it's despicable.
0: It's and it shows you the the insensitivity, the racism. It shows you all of that combined. Now remember, these people are racist just in regular life. Because there's no coincidence that as soon as they thought the meeting was over, they engaged in racist talk among each other. Now remember, the meeting was to create a partnership with an all black or majority black fire station to create a partnership, right? So they get off the line after talking all of this unity stuff and they get off the line to go right back into their racial rhetoric. And if you are racist, you are in a position of public trust. How can you serve the public fairly with equity? You can't, and that's the reason we have to continue to expose racism in this country and beyond. My dear sister, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for being on Indisputable, you did a great job. Please tell people how they can follow you and check out your work.
1: No, and thank you so much for having me on. Um, definitely check me out on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Ms. Law underscore K1. Um, you can also follow the org that I'm a part of unpack on Twitter where it let's unpack. On Instagram, it's UN underscore PAC. Please follow the work that we are doing. We are a unified generation of young people and students fighting for democracy reform. So if you wanna learn more about us, please follow us on social media and go to our website, it's www.unpack un-pac.org.
0: Thank you so much. Let me read some of these amazing comments and get to our next segment. Lynn says, "I'm not supporting the substitute, but it is possible she truly never connected the term with this origin. She she seemed to truly just come to that realization. Well, that's called, and I understand that that's called implicit bias, right? Where she she did something. It may not have been intentional, but there's a certain place you get in your professional life where you have to know certain things. And if you don't know those things, typically you're not ready for the big leagues, not here, uh, because we're talking about children. But I understand your point. Uh, That's why I did mention that it could be implicit bias working there as well. All right, uh, Jax Drax, uh, the reason black lives don't matter to racist monsters like this is because they don't consider people of color to be people. It's sick, I agree with you. It's very sick. I think this is Eileen Novak, I predict big things for Kyla. She's smart and driven, she is, that's why we wanted to bring her back. She was actually a guest on the show and she was so great as a guest we brought her back. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.